You would ask me in my 20s. Wow. They said, Lou, when you're in your 40s, you're going to get arrested. What do you think it's going to be for? I would think I would have said something like like DUI. Right. I, I'd knock some guy out in, oh, a, yeah, in yeah. a bar fight. Yep. I would have never said, that. no, no, no. You're going to get arrested for opening your business. What? Unbelievable. A business. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, Victor Marks here. Welcome to another edition of the show. We are live at MFest. That's where we're doing these recordings. I got a new friend from the San Diego area uh, on this edition. Lou, I gotta say... You're kind of wild looking, man. <laughs> you, 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 uh, yeah, you're just wild looking. And it's actually what caught my attention. And you're a social media influencer. But here's, folks, here's what really caught my attention with you outside the look is what you say. Hmm. You, you are so profound in some of your posts on social media, your insights and wisdom. And then it's all fueled by this boldness and courage that that makes people want to listen to you. How in the world did you get involved in this? Weren't you a knuckle dragger in a gym? Yeah, so uh, I was one of those guys that just wanted to be left alone. Yeah, I didn't want to get bothered with stuff. I couldn't tell you who was running for what. I mean, I knew the president, but I, I didn't really care about politics. And then they did these lockdowns on us oh. in 2020. I had a business. I had yep. a gym I owned in, in, uh, San, in North, North County, San Diego. And I was like, this is, this is, this is trying to take away my gym. And I prayed on a lot of that. I, I was saved in 2016. I opened my gym in 2017. And it was something I worked with with God. God basically opened those doors for me. So it was very, very uh, God-driven. Mm. The reason I, I said, God, we're going to make this successful because I'm going to use this gym as a testimony to my salvation. So that's how I'm going to make it work. Because if you do, if you do a business and you don't have God behind it, it's going to fail. It won't yeah. be as successful as it could be. Yeah. So that's, that's the anointing that I went into that with. So now they're closing it down and members are, memberships oh. losing. We lost about one third of our members right away. We remember how painful this was. Yeah. It was, you know, they were, they were doing it to everyone. And I said, you know, I'm not going to stand for this anymore. California is not going to open up businesses. So I took a stand against what I thought was tyrannical lockdowns. I got arrested. We went on. We kept fighting at 14 criminal charges. You got arrested. Hang on. Handcuffed. 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 Taken to jail. At your place of business? For doing nothing else than being open. Wow. You would ask me in my 20s. They said, Lou, when you're in your 40s, you're going to get arrested. What do you think it's going to be for? I would think I would have said something like, like DUI, right. I'd knock some guy out in a, oh, yeah, in a yeah. bar fight. Yep. I would have never said, that. no, no, no. You're going to get arrested for opening your business. What? Unbelievable. A business? So that's what I got arrested for, and we stayed open all throughout. We, t- we, we took hits. We took hits. But finally, the Lord prevailed. All the charges were dropped. All, every, all the threats of fines were thrown away. We were allowed to o- operate openly and in peace from the state. It, uh, folks, this is a point in America's history that I, I got a feeling many are going to try to erase <laughs> because it's such a black eye. But it's also, it was an eye-opener on what our government could do without mm-hmm. good people standing up. 
And you were one of the few, few that stood up, especially in Southern California. You know, that place is near and dear to me because that's where I met my wife, mm-hmm. future wife, and I served in the Marine Corps right there. So it's uh, Camp Pendleton. Camp Pendleton. Yeah, I'm right at the street. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I have been in some fights in your neck of the woods back in the day. But it, I love how you use that as a platform and a catapult. I mean, God kind of called you to start being a voice yep. in a different way. What are you involved in right now that people, when they go online or they look you up, can find out about? what what What's kind of the center of your passion? So we started uh, We started uh, my own podcast called yeah. The Dreaded Patriots. The three of us, we all have dreads. We're dreaded. We're patriots. So it might be a triple entendre. I'm not quite sure how that works with those word plays and stuff. But we basically tackle all these issues. We talk about, we talk about grooming the kids in schools. We talk uh. about the pro-life movement. We talk about uh, obesity. We talk about a lot of issues right now that are really plaguing our society. We talk about the redefinition, how they change the definition of women, how they try to change the definition of what it what it means to be this or that. <clears throat> um, and we we take a bold stand against that. And everything in our everything we talk about is is kind of it comes back to faith. Yeah. And and I believe that there's not going to be anyone that's going to save us. There's not going to be a Donald Trump that's going to come in and save us. There's not going to be a someone that comes in and does it. It's going to be Jesus. It's going to be the power. Of oh wait, you're one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're one of those guys that believes actually our country. The only real hope is for people to repent and turn to God. I think, yeah, just putting your put, having those Christian values. Yeah, we don't we don't have those values, right? So they're trying to force Christian values out of schools. You know, they took Jesus out of school. Look what they replaced it with. They they replaced it with sexuality. They replaced it with drag queens. They replaced it with all this other. It's an aggressive pursuit of kids. Very aggressive, and that's why when, when you take Jesus out of it. You know, you don't necessarily have to, you don't have, I'm not telling anyone, oh, you got to come to Christ or you're going to die. Yeah. What I'm saying is we need to have those values. This right. nation was formed on Christian values. Like a real moral code. Yeah, we need to have something. You got to have a code, man. So back in 19, here we go, 1987, 88, 89 at that time, I would teach Bible studies at Middle schools. Uh, I was in Vista okay. at the time. And it was after school clubs. And I remember people thinking it was odd but good. It was odd but good. Yeah, you're helping our kids. Now, and all these years later, that it, 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 people talked about one day there may be satanic clubs if you allow Christians in. They're doing now, it. They're, they're doing, doing it, it now. Mm-hmm. So it really has got a, a super aggressive um how you brought up obese people in that little deal why would you bring up obesity what is that about so right now in america 75 percent of americans are overweight or obese the obesity rate is 46 percent here it's one of the highest in the world that includes kids i mean the only places that are more obese are like samoa or tongan islands so where they're naturally bigger people right uh so it's an obesity crisis, and it's a crisis of just laziness and complacency into what we have with with us. My, my daughter off stage there. Uh, uh, she so, uh, she's camera shy. She just wants to bring good for her stuffed animals here. 
Well, the whole obesity deal, that affects everybody. People think it's it's a just a personal choice. It affects our society. I believe the amount of money spent on the healthcare system is 300 300 million or 380 million a year. Wow. Or 300 maybe billion. Yeah, it, it's, it's a billion. billion dollar industry. So, and that's what that's what the cost is for our healthcare system. And it affects all of us folks. Um and I, I, I remember going through COVID, people that are, were highly susceptible to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's real. I mean, COVID's real. Oddly enough, 75% of the people in the ICU with COVID were obese. Were, were obese. Overweight. So, I mean, we talked about, I didn't like being masked personally mm-hmm. because there wasn't true science behind it. And I thought, man, they're setting a lot of these fake rules based on just, honestly, o- o- obese people and and. If you lost someone to COVID, you know, I feel for you. And, I i mean, I've had it. It's tragic. It is tragic. It's, it's, not, it's not the coolest thing, you know. But at the same time, we have this government this government, who, during the entire COVID pandemic, never once talked about people eating a healthy diet, taking vitamins, no. exercising. And they, why? They still, why? I mean, why? They're in bed with Big Pharma. They're in bed with Big Corp. Look, Big Corporation is pushing the sugar cereals and the foods to make you fat. Are you listening big to pharma, this? That, that sends money to Big Pharma where they can treat you for, oh, they can treat you for being fat. <sighs> well, it's, it's uh, folks. And the government's, yeah. the, the government's the propaganda machine. The media, the media tries pushing it like, oh, this is, you be acceptable in your own body. Well, and, and the thing that we say is it's not a conspiracy theory if it's factual. It's not. Th- this is all factual, folks. This is 100% fat. And people be fat. Fat is 100% yeah, fat. It, both. When people get mad at me. They're like, oh, you're, you're body shaming people. You know, bit shaming oh. is way worse. You know how many times people like, I- I'll say something and be like, oh, it's just your steroids and your meathead gym stuff. I'm like, wait a second. I'm Easy. in shape. You can say whatever you want yeah. to about me. But as soon as I say, hey, man, you're heard of a treadmill before right. i get mad for fitching you i'm trying to help you out i'm trying to talk to you and tell you a story yeah. about how obesity is a bad problem i i spoke at a men's conference a while back and and i said hey some of y'all just need to drop some weight get healthy for your family and service to god i made some folks mad one guy is like a year later he calls contacts us he goes i lost 80 pounds I was so mad at you that day, but I lost 80 pounds because I'm a pastor. Yeah. I said, good for you, man. Good for you. So, hey, you may be listening. This is just a little point of inflection where you go, ah, I, I should. How would you recommend to people just to lose weight? Just one, it comes out a little bit of education, but two, you just got to get out. You just got to get out. Oy. Moving on. Yeah. Oh, she wants to be back on camera. So you just got to get out and be active. You know, if, if you you don't want to join a gym, maybe just go for a walk every day. Yeah. Maybe stop buying so many processed foods. Start cooking your own food at home. Start there. It's it's little things can add into a big thing. Yeah, it's more simple than people know. Um, so, Lou, my bride right there was Miss Fitness USA. Okay. And she you know, was, my wife was in the Miss Olympia contest. Yeah, so. Oh, there you, there you go. So we, we married some disciplined gals. Yes, yes. She used to do all the swimsuit stuff and was on the cover on the world and all that. And, and folks, you, you don't have to be at that level to just take care of yourself. And that's what we're talking about. 
walk, stop eating processed foods, cook some natural stuff, get some get some sunshine on you. It, it'll vitamin, help you mentally. Yeah. yeah, it'll help you mentally. All right, I have two final questions I always ask my guests. And the first one, it's all based on perception, you know, uh, how we perceive people. So the first question, based on that only, if there's no wrong answer, what's your perception of me or my wife or the minister or anything we do? Because there's got to be a perception you've drawn. What, what, what is that to you? You guys, you guys do so much, and like, yeah. And, yeah. and so I, yeah. I, I follow you guys. And someone asked Thank me; you. they said, "If you had uh, to describe Victor Marks, mm. how would you describe Victor Marks?" And I sat there. I'm like, that's, "That's a profound question." That like, is I, a question. You tell me, I couldn't describe myself, right? But I, I thought about it. I, I could describe Victor Marks. I go, "You ever seen the movie Taken?" Mm. I go, "He's basically that guy," mm. you know. With, with with Jesus, you know, sp- sprinkle some Jesus on him. Yeah, and he, I, I don't remember the guy's name in the movie, yeah. but he he finds these people. Yeah, he he, he stops human trafficking, yeah. which is really the, the premise of the movie Taken. His daughter yeah. actually becomes a victim yeah. of human trafficking. He he tracks not they, they did the whole thing that you have seventy two hour ninety hours. Yeah, to find him. You, you've said similar things like you, there's a there's a window. Yeah, for finding these people and. To me, like human trafficking is one of the most overlooked mm. uh, things that are people don't think it, people would rather just not know that uncomfortable truth exists. Yeah, you know, because it's a horrible thing to think about. Right, right. So it's very uncomfortable to think that people are getting trafficked for sex. Yeah, and that their daughter could be trafficked for sex. Yeah. So people just turn a blind eye because it's not me. It's not affecting my family, and it's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. And what you're doing out there is God's work. Thank you. And what you're doing out there is your each person's life you save, I believe, has a ripple effect Mm. across because what that person could have been is now will be. Mm. Yeah. And who knows who they're going to affect now. That person can go on and and affect a hundred people's lives, who affect a hundred people's lives, who affect a hundred people's lives. So you only helped one person, Mm. but you could have effectively helped. Hundreds of thousands wow. of people. What a beautiful way to think about it. And, and Lou, I tell folks, I'm surrounded by team members. Just like in that movie, people with very specific skill sets of hunting and tracking and recovery, rescuing, trauma relief, follow-up. If people go to our website, victormarks.com, you'll see the, the broad spectrum of what we do. And, and everybody wants to, think, you know, it's about kicking indoors, and there's a time and place for that. But our end goal is to, we, we put it simply like this, we set captives free physically, yeah. emotionally, and then spiritually. And I, I see some of those stories, and yeah. it just brings tears to my eyes because yeah. you can feel the emotion, and you can feel just what's going in the moment. You just, now, I consider myself a very empathetic person. Yeah. So I read those things. You do I get, feel. It, it, you gets do hit, feel. it hits me like a wave. Yeah. And my wife's like, why are you just sitting here like sobbing? Yeah. I'm like, because it's, it's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. You know? And God does this work. And we appreciate people praying and, uh, and the support that enables us. Last question. All right. Everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody truly lives. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> exactly. But for you, when you close your eyes or take your last breath when you're 150 years old. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, 
What's going to happen to Lou, and why do you believe it? What's going to happen to me? I believe that I will be up there with the big guy. Yeah. You know, because it's just it, it, it's a fight in our lives to mm-hmm. my biggest struggle. So my biggest struggle isn't isn't uh, doing things like this. Right. My biggest struggle isn't keeping my gym open, paying my bills, raising my daughter, being a good husband. My biggest struggle is living and believing in the gospel mm-hmm. every day. Mm. I mean, we look at Jesus Christ. He lived a perfect life for 33 years. A perfect life for 33 years. Yeah. I can't live a perfect life for 33 seconds. Yeah, and I get it. Right? I get it. And, and yet we're still we're still given grace. Yes. We're still given, given to us. Yeah. Because someone sp- spilled their blood mm. for our salvation. Mm. It's given to us. So every day it's a fight for me to try and live my life according to the gospel. Every day I fail, Victor. Mm. Every single day I fail. I fail, but every I'm still trying. I try to live in the word. I try to do the best I can. And, I'm, and I'll be the first to admit, I, I, I could be the, the least best Christian at living by it, but I try every day to do it. Well, thanks for sharing that and sharing your heart. You, you know what? Uh, I had Stephen on here, as you saw before, and we talked about, Living this faith out, it's not about perfection. There's only one that did it. Yep, yep. And But it is about direction. And you push hard. Every day you get up, you fight the good fight, and you push toward heading in the right direction. And there's something to be said about that versus someone who's um, think they've arrived and required no grace. Mm-hmm. And they live a life that's not pleasing in secret and silence. And then it manifests through arrogance and spiritual self-righteousness. But, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate who you are, what you do. And, yeah, that, uh, that, goes, that goes both ways. Yeah. Because I love the fact there's a man like you in this world that's doing what you're doing and fighting what you're doing. Because through what you're doing, you inspire me to know that I'm not alone mm. and that I can work harder, too. There you go. So there's people we I feel like we all kind of grow up each other. Yeah, because if there weren't people like you, if there weren't people like Stephen, there weren't other people out there fighting this fight, you would feel alone, and eventually you'd succumb to defeat. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, knowing there's other people out there, it's like a, it's like there's this uh, your camaraderie, in yeah. Christ, and in our in our fight for freedom, for the American way, and just knowing that's there, it's just empowerment every day. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the feelings you get here at Amfest, right? There's thousands of people with like-mindedness and um and it's good to lock arms folks we all run in different lanes but we're running the same direction and we are called to encourage and build up and strengthen and and uh to fight the good fight well folks wherever you are whatever you're doing hey do it for the glory of god Mm. and uh lou i appreciate you being on the program today how can people find out more about you you know best place to see me is on social media Instagram, my name, Lewis Yerdell. I'm on Twitter now. Back on back on Twitter. Back on Twitter. Lewis Yerdell. I'm on Getter, Lewis Yerdell. Rumble, Lewis Yerdell. How do you spell your last name? For U-R-I. Those it's L-O-U-I-S. And then U-R-I. D is in David, E-L. And uh, and we have our podcast, The Dreaded Patriots. That's, okay. That's on uh, all the episodes are on Rumble. We're, we're getting them all uploaded to iTunes. Good. Now we'll get them on Spotify. So we're really looking forward to launching that and uh, yeah. getting that going because – 
more word out there, the better, man. If hey, if you're if you're driving, just listening, you definitely got to check out the YouTube channel or find his podcast because you got to take a look at this dude. He's a hoot. I love it, <laughs> and uh, he's a fellow warrior. We appreciate you, man. Yeah. God bless you. We'll talk to y'all later. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.